What's up, you guys? Jeremy McGrath here. You are listening to Moto X Pod Show. What's up? Seven Deuce Trace here on the Moto X Pod Show. Wow, what's up? What do you guys think about that intro, man? I love that song by Main Event, Daniel Blair, Vincent Blair. Oh, this man, I, I just absolutely love that. The, the kick drums is just ripping. The song shreds. Makes me uh, makes me excited to talk about some Supercross. A1 is two weeks away. Next week is Christmas. We will not be doing a show, so I'm telling everybody, hey, Merry Christmas right now. Uh, episode 145 this week. Got a lot of guests lined up, and I am probably going to break this thing into 145 and 145 and a half. Uh, going to release a show probably tomorrow, which is Friday. Unfortunately, I doubt I'm going to get this thing done and edited tonight because I am on my way to the movie theater to see The Rise of Skywalker at 10 p.m. Central. So, yeah, my mind's a little bit uh, distracted because I'm a nerd. But anyway, uh, on this, this lineup I've got this week is Zach Osborne, Dustin Pipes, John Short, Blake Baggett, Privateer James Milson, Mike Bonacci with MB60 Action Sports uh, Amateur Team, and possibly Megan McCoy. She works for Kawasaki. She's the pro- James Milson's girlfriend. Haven't got that one exactly locked in yet, but we're going to probably break this thing into a couple shows, give you a little extra content this week. Uh, hopefully you guys appreciate that. Do want to thank all of our sponsors, our title sponsor, Torque One Racing, Shock Socks, All Sport Dynamics, Blood Lubricants, Fly Racing, Power Band Racing for your WP Authorized Service Center, Works Wheels and Mods, Extreme Colors, a Cherbies, X Brand Goggles, and Williams Moto Works, all on board supporting us. Please, as we always say, support our sponsors. Let them know that you guys are listening. Go to Patreon, support us. A um, couple things. So the Fly Casual Wear winner, we got a bunch of entries. We just randomly picked one, and we picked Mr. Samuel Hastings. He is the the winner of the Fly Casual Wear. Thank you to Fly Racing and Jason Thomas. Also have a little bit of an apology. Um, so one of our listeners, Tim, uh, he reached out to me. He's like, hey, man, I, I really like your show. I listen with my kids. You know, I'm trying to teach them you know, the proper way to behave and responsibilities and all these different things. And so it's a little bit difficult when you cuss a lot, you know, it's yeah, fair enough, man. I'm super, super stoked that Tim's kids are listening to the show. If they have any interest in this at all, that's, that's really cool. And I do tend to cuss sometimes. I went off on a rant on the wrap up show last week, and I'm probably talked about it a bunch last week on this show. So I'm going to work on that, man. I apologize if any of you guys do have kids. And for those of you that you know, want to be like, ah, bull crap. You know, you just talk how you want or whatever, man. It's, you know, I want, I want the kids to listen. I think that's really cool. So I don't want to offend anybody. So yeah, I apologize. <clears throat> Ooh, my voice is broke. Just hit puberty. Uh, anyway. So yeah, we're going to try to fix that. Um, not going to talk about a whole lot else right there in this intro. I'm about to get things going and get Zacho on the phone. So yeah, that's about it. Um, man, I'm just racking my brain. I feel like there was something else I needed to mention in the intro of the show. Anyway, if there is, I'll bring it up later. 
So, yeah, take a break. Be right back with Zach Osborne. If you want power, then you need Williams Moto Works. Wait, wait what, what was that? It's the Supercross guy voice. No, no, it's not. It sounds more like a Hulk Hogan promo. Well, that's good and tough. I like that. Dude, we aren't making a redneck commercial for a professional company like Williams Moto Works. He designs camshafts, builds performance motors with CNC porting. So it needs to be tough and cool. A company who can reprogram ECUs, hire rev limits, and custom maps needs a professional commercial, dude. So, like, if you want complete power package from cams, portings, transmissions to ECUs, then contact Williams Moto Works at 414-467-6199 or follow them on Instagram at camdesigner. Or you can even email them at Williams Moto Works. That's Williams Moto and then W E R X at gmail.com. Okay, that's better. Not good, but better. Since 1998, Fly Racing has been focused on developing the best gear possible. In 2019, Fly Racing became the title sponsor of Supercross and support riders like Blake Baggett, Zach Osborne, Damon Bradshaw, as well as many privateers. This week, Fly Racing brings us Zach Osborne. What's up, Zacho? Chilling, man. Chilling. Just uh, finishing up our little training camp here in Florida and um, looking forward to some uh, Christmas holiday and yeah. just, uh, getting on to the new year and, and some racing. Dude, it is almost here. Like, I can smell A1. Yeah, it's just around the corner. I saw some posts today that it's 16 days away. So, <laughs> um, you know, yeah. it's, uh, like I said, we're trying to, to finish up our training camp strong and then... Um, take some some rest over christmas and, and be ready for the first race yeah so i got a couple questions for you i talked to blake baggett last night i want to ask you the same question um you know been in this business a long time you still get nervous before a1 or just in general before a race yeah dude i do i mean uh i'm easily nerved but i think that's actually kind of at one point it was definitely a weak point in my in my program where i got so nervous that i couldn't quite do it as, as well as i uh um, yeah you know, ride as well as I could have, but now it's to the point where um, I feel like I'm so nervous all the time uh, when I race that it plays in my to my strength a little bit because I don't, you know, I don't feel different in any situation. Like A1 is, is just another race for me, um, whereas other people get a little bit more nervous because it's the first round and blah, yeah. blah, blah. So um, for me, it's just, it, it used to be a weakness, but now it's kind of a strength, I would say. Okay, yeah, because if I'm not mistaken, I've heard the stories of you maybe getting a little sick before races. That was like a common thing? Uh, yeah, um, it's it's a very common thing, and it's something since I was just a little kid. I mean, <laughs> um, at one point, I'm sure it was truly nerves, but now yeah. it's more like a, a co- coping mechanism okay. almost, um, just something that, you know, that, that's when I know I'm ready to go racing. So there you go. Um, I like it. It's kind of, uh, just one of my things. Yeah. All right. Well, um, all right. So you, uh, we know that you're, you're big fit friends with, uh, Mathis and you, you know, all those guys weeds, and I'm sure you kind of catch whiffs of the Supercross preview shows and the talk going on. Um, really nobody's putting you in that top tier group of four or five guys and being the fan that I am and, and, you know, kind of going with my heart a little bit. I, I don't, I don't like that very much. Um, how do you feel about that? That you're kind of maybe you're not put in the same category. It doesn't seem like as the Eli's and J- Jason Anderson's when I think you should be. Well, I mean, um, yeah, I feel I should be too, but it is what it is. I mean, it's not something that I put a ton of weight on and yeah. I know that I've been working, um, 
you know, diligently to be prepared for, for the race. And I know that I've left nothing on the table. So I think I'm going to go there and, you know, it's going to, it's going to go well for me for sure. Um, obviously last year, my supercross season, I missed, missed half the season and then, um, just kind of struggled to find the pace, uh, as quickly as I would have hoped. But at the same time, you know, those guys have been racing every weekend and, yeah. um, it's just one of those things, you know, it's, it's so hard to come back in the middle of the season. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, my focus this year is just to kind of avoid those those pitfalls, and um, I think my outdoor season was was pretty proving. You know, I had 22 motos in the top five, and um, I missed you know one race uh, or 21 motos in the top five. I think mm-hmm. uh, I missed one race outdoors, and you know, won some motos and stuff. So I feel like um, I'm in a, a better place this year, anyways. Having put that under my belt, you know, just really got some time on the bike and gotten my feet wet in the, in the new class and everything and i feel like i know the guys a lot more than than what i did last year so for me i'm in a, a much better position this year than last year anyway yeah i would think so and i don't bring that up to you know to to throw steve or weed under the bus or jt or anything it's more just i when i look at your results like we know like you said you came in with the collar you'd had the collarbone shoulder issue so you missed a little bit then you come in though but once you hit daytona you go six seven eight six five eight two five i mean and quote unquote as a rookie in the 450 class so first time you're you know you're doing all the rounds you're not doing just the the coastal east or west so there's some things i to me those things are a factor right it's your first year getting used to that i just think that you are as i said one of those elite guys i, I would be not surprised at all if you're a podium guy 50% of the rounds at least. Yeah, I mean, I, I appreciate that, and I feel like I'm very capable of that, but um, I, I'm not sure why, but I, I feel like I'm, a, you know, a little bit underestimated at times, which mm-hmm. is, is totally fine with me. You know, I'd rather be uh, underestimated and over-deliver than <laughs> right, overestimated yeah. and under-deliver. So, good point. Uh, yeah, I'm good with that. Good point. Um, we'll talk about your training this offseason. Have you done anything different as going into your second year on a 450? Does that change anything for you? Um, just the scope of how I look at things is a, is a little bit different. Um, last year I was trying to hammer every day and, you know, there were some days where I was maybe not quite, re- uh, not recovered, but, um, maybe I wasn't a hundred percent to, to hammer and, um, I was trying to hammer and this year I've just been a little bit more patient with myself and, um, knowing that I'm 30 now is, <laughs> is kind of a big deal, you know? Yeah. So, um, just trying to pay attention to my body and, um, working with Alden and, and really just trying to, like I said earlier, leave no stone unturned and, and come in as prepared as I can. Um, it's been pretty much just me and Cooper the whole, whole of boot camp. So right, right. we've been grinding on each other every day. And, you know, we have a, a really good relationship that I enjoy and that we can just go out there and really just beat on each other and, and at other times, you know, lean on each other too. So it, it's been a really fun camp and good. I'm stoked you know, just the way that it's all gone so far. Yeah. I was going to kind of pick at you a little bit. Like I, I don't know how much you're actually training on a bike because you're one of the best riders with responding to texts. Like you usually respond very quickly. Like, how are you ever on a motorcycle? Cause you answer every time I text you. So. Well, I mean, I don't do, I don't think around on my phone a lot. Like yeah. I go on Instagram some and you know, whatever, but, um, I don't have a manager. Um, my wife and I do all of the, the business side of my career. So, um, typically if my phone's ringing, it's either her or somebody that needs tending to right, for my right. business. So, um, I'm, yeah. I'm kind of always near it or on it and I'm not <laughs> trying to 
wait or forget a text. So sure. um, I just, just reply when I can. Yeah, I was just giving you a hard time. Um, let's go back a little bit. MX of Nations, um, you know, we, we definitely were very proud of you. We talked about that already. Um, after it settled in a little bit, the, the, whole, the way the whole thing went, but the effort you put in, um, how fondly do you still look at that? I know the results were not good. Things happened, but overall, I think what you guys did was very special. Yeah, it was. It was an awesome experience, and we all put in a ton of effort into it. And um, it's a bummer, and it's it sucks that we didn't get the result. But um, I feel like if if we hadn't had that little mishap on the very first lineup at the very first moto, which was shoot, I don't even know the odds of that. Yeah, you know, just those two guys coming together, just it, it was just insane. So I really feel like we were a podium team, barring that that incident. You know, so um, looking back. Again, we we gave 100% and put in a put on our best effort and put our best foot forward and we're you know in a position to do so to to do good you know and, and Justin was unreal on Saturday with that mm-hmm. whole shot from the outside and Jason rode well I didn't ride that great on Saturday um, I rode decent in the first moto on Sunday but um, you know we were under a, a lot of pressure because. In a sense, we were under less pressure because we weren't prepared, but in a sense, we were under more pressure. So right, uh, right. I think we all handled it really well as a group. And um, there were some, some provisions in the USA this year, um, a little bit less people and a little bit more focused on what we had going on. And just the, the team aspect of it was much better than um, the first time I went. So I'm really proud of, of where we, you know, the, the moves we made. and Yeah the improvements that we we got to make to the team and i think that it's going to continue to evolve and i hope to be a part of it for you know a long time to come yeah um, i think even someday not as a rider right yeah i i have to think that the you know roger and those guys i didn't really hear anybody say anything negative about what you guys did uh like in years past right when people are bashing on people for maybe not being as motivated they should or putting the effort in. I think everybody was beyond pleased with what you did and how you guys did it. And, um, you know, even though, like, like I said, the results didn't come, I, I would think that you would be one of the first – should be one of the first ballot picks to go just based off the fact that you wanted to go and, and put were willing to do that. And your family – you know, your wife and kids sacrificed too to go over there for weeks and do that. That's that's amazing. Yeah, it was a big trip for all of us. Um <laughs> not only me, but my wife and kids and, yeah. and, you know, Jason and the boys, like it was pretty foreign, you know, it was even a little bit harder than I anticipated. I, I spent a lot of time there as a youngster, obviously. And, um, I thought I had it a little bit more dial, but <laughs> the first, you know, we struggled a little bit for the first week or so sure. to really acclimate and, um, get dialed. But we were, we had awesome support from, from us one and, um, the ice one team. And, and that made a huge difference without them. We would, you know, we wouldn't have been able to do it at all. So, um, you know, moving forward, I think we have a good plan in, in place to get Team USA back on top. I mean, I, I don't know if that's one year away or 10 years away, but I think we're going to just continue to plug away at it. I like it. All right, A1, like we said, two weeks away, quick little holiday break. Um, I, I imagine you probably head to California right after that, if I'm not, you know, I assume. Get acclimated. Um What are your what are your expectations? Now, I know you want to win, but A1's always a little crazy. Um, do you go in there with the mindset of 110%, let's go win, or do you go in there and let's let's try to get out of A1 safe? Um, I think safe, but also, you know, you can't just give away a power point. Yeah. You know, I, I want to be 
in this thing for the long haul. That's what I've trained for. That's what I, you know, kind of the realm I put myself in. Um, after the way that the end of Supercross went last year, outdoors, um, and now this this training camp and the bike that I have and everything, I think I'm in in a good spot to be able to to go the distance and put myself in the running for this title. So, you know, for me, I think if I can get out of there in the top five, healthy, you know, maybe take some knowledge from the bike and and just where I'm at, and yeah, keep plugging away at it. Yeah, and real quick, last thing I just on um, like setup and all that. You guys work your butts off all year long, trying to get you know all off season, trying to get the bike ready for Supercross. Um, but as we know, when you're at your practice track, you ride and pound out laps day after day. It's totally different when, than when you go to a race setting. Um, how easy is it to adjust from where you're at right now with the tracks out at Alden's and making those changes to adjust for say Anaheim or Glendale or wherever? Uh, well, that's one really, really good thing we have going here at Alden's is just how much the tracks break down and how realistic they get. Um, so we have really, really good testing conditions and um, a really good knowledge of our bikes, you know, kind of in a 450 main event track situation. Mm-hmm. So I think we're in a really good place. That None of that really even enters my mind okay. um, as far as going racing. So I think we're in a good spot. You know, both Cooper and I are, are really happy with what we have as far as the package goes and um i think we're you know full steam ahead nice and i assume feeney's back this year oh yeah for sure dave um i re up my contract for two more years with us through 2021 and um i made sure he was on board nice. so yeah he's in for another at least two more years good good I, I like that guy man he was so rad getting to meet him last year um he's awesome he's a he's a great dude yeah absolutely all right, last thing. Like I said, Christmas is next week. Uh, big plans with the family. What are the kids looking for for Christmas? Anybody getting like a PW50? No, he's not getting a PW50, but he is getting the, the specialized Strider bike. So I'm pretty stoked about that. He's at such a fun age. And yeah. um, obviously my daughter's a little bit older, but she's got some, some good gifts coming too. And um, yeah, we, we try to stay pretty low key and stay at home and, you know, have a proper Christmas morning with sure. the presents out and the full deal. So um, I, I love Christmas. Uh, um, it's something that I look forward to every year. Like I'm counting down the days from December 26th. So, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm stoked for Christmas and, uh, I love it. It's, it's going to be awesome. It, having kids just makes it that much more fun. It's like living your childhood all over again. You know, you get that same feeling, yeah. of, uh, waking up to a ton of presents and just enjoying it. Awesome. All right. So last, last question. And this is for anybody that's listening later on, this is being recorded, Thursday night, December nineteenth, the night the new Star Wars movie comes out. Uh, are, are you going? You going to see it tonight, or you what? What? How long are you going to wait to see it, Zach? Bud, I told you this. I don't <laughs> no. like Star Wars. Yeah, I know. I, I saw. I told you I saw. Um, uh, is it chat? Not, not chapter one. Episode one, right? Episode one. Yeah. That would have been like two thousand ninety-seven. It came out ninety-seven. Okay, whatever. That I went to that one because it was like the thing to do in kindergarten. Sure, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, you got to go see, you know, episode one. So right. I was like, yeah, this is lame. Um, oh God, Zach. do they still race pods and stuff or no? No, that was just in that one episode. <laughs> okay, <laughs> well there you go. That's how much I know about that. Oh man, Zach, I don't know. I don't know. You just uh, Chiz might be back in the number one spot. Uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> well, I'll be there at 10 o'clock our time. So, uh, yeah, I got, I got to get the show wrapped up. My fiance is coming home early. We're, we got a big night planned. So. <laughs> Dang, family event. Yeah, oh, yeah. My chick's big into it, and uh, the kids want to go. But I don't take them opening night because I got to see it 
by myself, basically. I'll take them this weekend. Yeah, I'll take them this weekend. So, yeah, it's, I hear you. It's uh, my chick's gone. Amber's gone with me. I guess since we've been together, there's been four or five of them, and she always goes opening night with me and stands out in the cold in the line with me. And she's, oh my god, yeah. that's mental. Yeah, she's a she's a trooper. <laughs> nice. We'll enjoy it, dude. <laughs> Will do, man. Zach, I'll see you at Anaheim, bud. Thank you. All right, thank you. Right, see ya. See you, bud. Zach Osborne, even though he doesn't like Star Wars, he's uh he's still my guy. But uh okay, commercial break. We'll be right back with James Milson. Hey dad, great race. Not sure how you could even see. Thanks, bud. Track conditions were pretty brutal. But thanks to my X-Brand goggles, I had hashtag clear vision all the way. X-Brand Goggles has grown into the goggle choice of many of the top privateers, such as Ben LeMay, John Short, Alex Ray, Kyle Chisholm, as well as 2017 Works and Hare and Hound champion Gary Sutherland. Hey guys, this is Gary Sutherland, 2017 Works and Hare and Hound champion, and I trust X-Brand. My name is Ben LeMay, and I choose X-Brand Goggle. Hi, I'm Andy Kiefer, and whenever I want to be best dressed, I wear X-Brand Goggles. Hey guys, this is Kyle Chisholm. And for almost a decade in my professional racing career, I've chosen X-Brand as my goggles. Now, X-Brand Goggles is joining the Moto X Pod Show for 2020 with their EKS, S, and Flat Out Series goggles. Go to eksbrand.com or email darksidemx3 at aol.com for pricing. What's up, guys? This is Alex motherfucking Ray. And if you don't use X-Brand, then you. All right, our next guest is brought to you by Acherbys. For decades, Acherbys has been the leader in moto plastic accessories. So visit AcherbysUSA.com, and Acherbys brings us privateer James Milson. What's up, James? Uh, not so much. Just driving down the road, getting ready for A1. Yeah, so you're headed to Cali already, huh? Yes, sir. Man, uh, so do what? <laughs> Trying to get all that training in. Yeah, where, where are you going to train once you get out there? Uh, well, we're trying to figure that out still, but I've seen that Powell has a super cross track, so. Yeah. You guys are just, that's true, pri- true privateer style right there. Just hitting the road and figure it out when you get there. <laughs> yep. Well, James, man, um, so Craig Martin reached out to me about getting you on here, and um, I'd like to get a little bit of your background, man. I don't know much about you. When did you start riding? What brought you to moto? Uh, I was about... Well, whenever I started riding, I was about three or four. My dad had a motorsports shop, and so he always, he used to always race, do all of that. And I was just dying to get on the bike, and he was like, "Oh, as soon as you take your training wheels off your bicycle, get you a dirt bike." <laughs> that's so classic. So I ran outside, took the training wheels off, and that's how it all began. And so then rode at the Deer Lease, and worked up starting the race at the on 65 yeah so and on i've done like all the racing went to all the nationals and just had fun with it for the most part so when what year how old were you when you actually you started taking it serious like this is something i would like to do at a pro level uh, i think about whenever i was about 10 years old okay i really started taking it seriously um, and, and what did that mean for you? Like, was that uh, racing more, tra- you know, training? Did you start reaching out for sponsors yourself? Did your dad help you with that? How'd that go? Uh, well, I was kind of just promoting the shop whenever I'd go to the races. Yeah. And whenever I was about 10, I really realized that I could make something out of it and really take it to the next level and become pro and hopefully 
fulfill that dream that I sold all my middle school and elementary <laughs> teachers. That's awesome. That, yeah. Yeah, so talk about being a privateer. I, I mean, I've looked at some of your stats. I mean, I know you've done Loretta's when you were a little younger, it looks like. Um, you you went out to Monster Cup, I believe, this year and uh, attempted to make it. You've made a couple of night shows, I think, in Supercross. Just talk about that experience as a privateer. Uh, it's, well, luckily, I was fortunate enough to be on Teddy Park's TBJ team Yeah. whenever I first started my pro and so it made it 10 times better just having him follow the bike around, just being able to fly to the races. But this is going to be my first go at just doing it the full privateer style, just driving all the rounds. So luckily I had some dealership help and other support to really get me going. Okay, and you're based out of, you're based out of Texas right now, right? Yeah. Have you been in Texas your whole life, or was that a move you made in the last few years? No, I've been there my whole life. Man, I don't know how I've never run into you. Because I'm here in East Texas, you know, so I'm at Swan all the time or Johnsonville, and I don't know how the heck I've never ran into you. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. Who knows? <laughs> it's just, yeah, there's a lot of people out there sometimes, I guess. Um being a privateer, like I obviously TPJ is amazing with what they do, and they've kind of scaled it back this year. Um, talk about having somebody like that. What what did Teddy do for you that made it you know a lot easier? Other than like you said, just it was easy to just jump on a plane, but the, actually at the day of race, having a guy like that help you out. Uh, I mean, he just added a lot of confidence to the whole program, especially just stepping in into the pro ranks, mm-hmm. just really knowing that you're supposed to be there, you're meant to be there, and that you have all these supports behind you, and especially Ted looking like it's an official rig there and really having just the whole team helping you out instead of just showing up, being in the back of the pits, just you and your mechanic, and that's it, really. Yeah, yeah, that, absolutely. I think a lot of people have told me that over the last few years, you know, that it it definitely takes a lot of the pressure off, a lot of the stresses. He helps, you know, get you your entry fees, I think, and a lot of things that for a privateer, like for yourself this year, is probably going to be – it's going to add a lot of stress, I would think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's not a stress already. <laughs> trying to figure out all the gear situation and just trying to get it all together before the big show. Well, you talk about gear. You're with Fly Racing still, is that right? Yeah, I – signed another contract with them this year so oh, well, max max i have you fixed up man i don't even worry you don't don't stress about gear yeah max is the yeah. man so yeah max to take right. care of you uh, i would say like fi- yeah finding a place to train is probably the the most difficult thing right now um where do you train when you're in texas oh uh, there's a few places mainly tech flex helps me out a ton okay and they're actually kind of sponsoring me i get to go out there and mix it up with my teammates Scott Champion and Brady Kiesel and then I go up to Oklahoma has a compound 77 and uh, I have a supercross track out of my house but it's not really this spec I've yeah. really got much work to it kind of grown over and whatnot but something it's you know it's really going to be a, there's going to be a huge Texas presence this year at Supercross with the all south guys and John Short and uh, you know, yourself, and I'm, I don't know if Scotty Winterstrom's going to race. I haven't talked to him yet, but, man, there's going to be a ton of Texas privateers. 
Yeah. Um, so tell me a little bit about, um, you know, being a privateer, what's the most difficult thing? I know you like, we've talked a little bit about it, but I would think money, probably getting money is the most difficult thing, finding sponsors. How do you go about that? Uh, well, just trying to find sponsors to really help that I help out with all that. Just not even being a brand sponsor, just helping out with like the fuel expenses and all that. And then I was fortunate to have my dad running a uh, construction company that we just started up to really fund most of the program. So, oh, yeah. That's good. Yeah, that was a, that was a big part of it because we recently sold out. And then the people that took it over are good people. They're really helping out with the program as well as our new construction company is stepping up to really fund most of it. That's good, man. Yeah, that's, that's always good to have some people because – it's it's not easy getting money from uh, industry quote unquote sponsors, you know. But when you find those outside sponsors, like a, a construction company, mom and dad, whatever, that uh, that definitely helps out a ton. Yeah. Um, yeah. So with uh, the Monster Energy Cup and and Supercross in the past, what night show did you make, or have you made more than one? Oh, uh, well, I went to the I think the twenty seventeen. Okay, it was 17. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't done it recently. But kind of just getting back into the swing of things, did the whole 17 East Coast series, made all those night shows, and just almost made the main down in Daytona, just barely missed it. Oh, wow. Like third, yeah, threw it down on, like, the last lap. <laughs> and so it was that close, yet that far, and it kind of just killed my fire a little bit and so then in 18 and 19 i just i kind of try but not really okay just go out there and so this year i just i really want to get back into it really give it my all don't want to have any regrets going down live really looking back saying i did it give it my all yeah yeah and are you planning on doing 450 or are you doing 250 west or what's the plan uh my plan is to do 450 for the whole season okay hopefully you know, like all the rounds maybe miss a couple that just zag all the way out of the way but yeah for the most part 450 because just my size my size is just, just so big for the 250s it's hard to hard to keep those things maintained as well they're just so expensive well, yeah and to be competitive on one is uh, to, honestly from what i understand is just outrageously priced because the the factory bikes are so much better than the or the privateer bikes, and with a 450, man, they're pretty good stock almost. Yeah, exactly. Well, what are your goals, man? I mean, um, I would assume making night shows is your 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 primary goal, but you know, what goals have you set for yourself? Yeah, just night shows to begin with, and maybe squeeze in the main event at the beginning would be great. But yeah, just. Really hit those night shows and work up from there. Hopefully, I could get in the main event at A one, but yeah, that's uh, that's don't want to be reached too far. <laughs> so try to have realistic expectations. Well, yeah, A one is always a madhouse. It's going to be crazy. I, I'm looking forward to getting out there in a couple weeks. Um, but I man, it's, I'm stoked to have another Texas guy out there. And it sounds like uh, you you got the drive. If you're trying to do the whole season as a true privateer, you definitely have the passion back. Yeah. Most definitely. Well, talk about some of your other sponsors before I let you go. Who's helping you out? Uh, Pink Reconstruction, my main one. 
And then uh, Progressive Power Sports, they've really been stepping up to provide a race bike and all kinds of parts. And then uh, Fly Racing stepped up to provide the gear. Well, uh, SMS, uh, Garnet, uh, JM Racing is helping out a ton down in Houston. I've been training with John, trying to get the suspension and motor dialed in, as well as uh, speed graphics, providing the graphics for my speed, my race bikes, and that's about it. Well, man, yeah, that, you got a lot of people helping you out. I'm really excited to see what, what you do, man. I'll definitely be finding you once I get out to Anaheim. Um, hey, one last thing. What is something that the sport you think could do, Feld, AMA, I guess probably more Feld, that would make it easier for guys like yourself? Uh, well, the main thing is just make the races in a line, like yeah. make it more consistent so we're not drag, like, drag racing all the way across the country trying to get from California to St. Louis and California back to Florida. It's yeah. just ridiculous. I think that's a very common complaint, and this year was even worse with that St. Louis race in there at that weird spot. Um, you know, I know a lot of that has to do with the availability of stadiums, especially when the stadium's football teams are expected to do well. They don't, you know, they, they, they have a hard time scheduling it, but it definitely, it's something, it's the primary thing I hear from privateers is, is that. So, yeah. You, well, man, um, I want to talk, you, your uh, your girlfriend, Megan, is, uh, she works for Kawasaki, correct? Yes, sir. So, if you don't mind, uh, if Megan, Megan is available, let's get Megan McCoy on the phone. Yeah, she's right here. Okay. Hello. I'm so, here. How you do, it's Megan, right? Not Megan? Uh, yeah, either way. Okay. Me- well, Megan McCoy, uh, so again, Craig Martin said uh, you work for Kawasaki. Talk to me a little bit about that. How did you get, well, first of all, how long have you been involved with moto? Is this a whole life thing? Um, basically, yeah. I grew up um, mainly with my dad, and he's ridden almost his whole life, too. So uh, he got me riding uh what did I start on XR seventy five when I was like seven? Okay, and that was his old bike when he was uh, when he was a kid too. That's cool. So. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. That's, so did you yeah. did you start racing? Uh, have you? I, I haven't. I don't know a lot about your background. Did you actually race? Um, not seriously, okay. but I mean, here and there. I'm. Uh, yeah, I grew up in California. Um, we mainly rode desert, yeah, you know, trails, off road kind of stuff. Um. And then when I got a little older, I got interested in moto and uh, started riding some tracks. And then we happened to be at a track one day while they were having a race. Uh-huh. We didn't call ahead. And then <laughs> okay. I kind of was like, well, yeah, I'll just, you know, try that out. And I did the women's class and I got third out of, you know. <laughs> hey, that's cool, though. You didn't you didn't lose it. That, that probably gave you the bug right there, right? You get a trophy and... Um... What part of California were you at? Where were you riding in the desert? Bell Mountain, Johnson okay. Valley, Jawbone, uh, Glamis. We went to Glamis a lot. Yeah, I did that a little bit as a kid. I, I was born in San Diego, and um, we would go out to Glamis and Dumont and that kind of stuff. And then when I really got serious, I was in the Barstow area, so I rode out in the desert a lot out there. Um, I, I miss that, being out here in Texas. I miss the desert a lot. Same. I do, too. <laughs> So talk about getting involved with Kawasaki. How did that happen? And what do you do for them? Um, well, I started, you know, I guess I always 
since I've been writing, I, I wanted to get involved, um, I guess, in making it a career somehow, but I never, you know, I never thought I could be, like, a pro writer or anything. Right. So I was like, well, how else can I be involved? So I started working at Cycle Gear, um, and then from there I met somebody, just kind of networking, I met somebody um, who knew, like, a mutual friend who worked for Yamaha, and then so they hired me on, and I worked there for about five years, and I did the customer service, and then I did inside sales there. And then a few of my coworkers from Yamaha went over to Kawasaki, and then um, they kind of recruited me over there when an uh, outside sales position opened up. Um, and I actually applied to the California position, but then they offered me the Dallas one, and I took it. So. And is that when you met James after you moved to Dallas? It is, yes. So, <laughs> so yeah, we, we met at an um, event when when – they sold their shop to Progressive. Okay. Um, they were having like a grand opening, and he was there with his bike, and I was there working the event, and then, uh, and then we ended up being at the same track the next day. So, and, and that's the beauty of Moto right there. It's family, and like relationships are built on it. I love it, man. I love that you're traveling the country with them and supporting them. Um, that that's really cool. Is it mandatory that James rides a Kawasaki then? Um, yes, yes it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to get him that good contingency, hopefully. I don't know what it is, but hopefully it's good. Um, so, talk about, you know, being a girlfriend, uh, I, I talk to a lot of the wives of the pro riders at times. What's it like watching him ride Supercross for you? Because it's pretty nerve-wracking, it's pretty dangerous, uh, that, you know, there's always that chance of injury. What's that like for you? Yeah, it's hard. Even though I ride and stuff, it's like uh, my stomach drops sometimes yeah. when I watch him ride or like when when I feel, yeah, I get nervous. Um, I try not to think about it too right. much, but yeah. Have you scary. have you guys been in a relationship long enough where he's had an injury? No. Uh, oh, that's good. He has not. Yeah, yeah. No. I, I always like to ask the girlfriends and wives like what the riders actually like, you know, once he's hurt because, you know, we're we're we like to act like tough guys, but when we crash we're big babies. So I, I like to get that, <laughs> that inside dirt. So um Right. Yeah. I'm assuming you've been watching him ride. How do you feel? I mean, where's he at? Is he we're gonna make some uh, main events this year? Yes, I think we are. I think he's doing good. I love it. He's ready. Just gotta get used to the bike. Yeah. Um and get his confidence up and i think we'll be good well guys uh megan and james it was really really cool talking to you guys i i I can't believe i've never met you before but i will come find you guys at anaheim so we'll we'll do a little interview at the track and we'll talk about uh, hopefully you guys get to ride press day well no you know what i don't think they let amateurs ride on or uh privateers ride on press day at a1 but hopefully you'll get some track time and we'll get to talk after that yeah, that'd be great. It was nice to meet you and talk to you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you guys be real safe, and I will hit you guys up when I get into Anaheim. Okay, sounds good. All right, thank you. All right, talk to you guys later. All right, that is James Milson and Megan McCoy. Uh, you can find both of them on Instagram. They're both on there and seem pretty heavily involved. Uh, James Milson, M-I-L-S-O-N, Megan McCoy, M-E-G-A-N-M-C-C-O-Y. Um, yeah, you can find them no problem. Search them up. Give them some support. We love the privateers. Our Texas privateers are obviously favorites of ours. 
Okay, another quick break, and we'll be back with Dustin Pipes. Since 1998, Fly Racing has been focused on developing the best gear possible. With research and development, they have become a leader in safety and comfort. Fly Racing is worn by many of the top athletes in motocross and supercross, including Weston Pike, Blake Baggett, Zach Osborne, Andrew Short, Damon Bradshaw, and Adam and Tyler Antonap. Seven dudes, Trey. I wear fly shoes. Wear fly shoes. 2019 Fly Racing line includes the popular Light Hydrogen, the new Evolution DST line, the all-new women's light line, a redesigned F2 helmet, the FR5 boot, and Zone and Zone Pro goggles. Fly Racing also has hard parts for mountain bike products and snow gear. Go to flyracing.com or check out your local dealer for more info. If you're looking for top quality hard parts, you need to visit Torque One Racing. Torque One Racing has a passion for the racing industry and are a proud supporter of the Moto X Pod Show. Find the flow with Torque One Racing handlebars, levers, shifters, brake pedals, and grips. Torque One Racing is the title sponsor of the Moto X Pod Show, so support those who support us. Visit TorqueOneRacing.com and order your Defy Lock-On Grips today. Blood Lubricant Signature Products, Blood Power Sport Series, Blood Racing Pro Series, and Blood Racing Pro Elite Series were all created to bring out the highest level of performance and protection for all types of racing. From dirt track to off-road, motocross, supercross, and drag racing, bloodlubricants.com has what you need. Along with their oil lines, Blood Lubricants provides chain loop, degreaser, polyclean, and other top-notch products. Independent tests have shown Blood Lubricant oils to allow your bikes to run up to 30 degrees cooler. Give Jeff Green and Blood Lubricants a try, and you won't be disappointed. Blood Lubricant sponsors of Tyler Powers, Team PRMX, Team TXS, and many other pro supercross and motocross riders. Visit bloodlubricants.com today. Right, in 2020, X-Brand Goggles has come on board with the Moto X-Pod show. X-Brand Goggles has grown into one of the top goggle choices for many of the top privateers. X-Brand Goggles brings us HEP Motorsports' Dustin Pipes tonight. What's up, Dustin? Hey, hey, what's going on, Dark Side? Not a lot, man. Um, as always, excited to talk to you. Um, I've told you many, many times I love having teams like yourself in the in the paddock yep. to uh, support these riders that maybe don't always have an opportunity to get the top rides. You guys are doing wonderful things, and I'm looking forward to another good year with you guys. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, for us, we're just um, excited to grow and um you know, try to reach the goals we have set forth for 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 this season. So uh, I think for us, you know, the name of the game is pro uh, is pro progression, and yeah. Um, yeah. that's kind of what 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 we're chasing. Well, every year, you know, you you seem to try to make big steps. Um, last year, you know, you brought on obviously Adam Insnap, A Ray, and Kyle Chisholm. Um, that was a super yep. team for probably for fan support. I mean, Adam and uh, A Ray have huge support thanks to the Pulp Mech Show. Great, you know, and I and I have to imagine that's extremely important for a team like yours. Yeah, I think you know, coming into last year, um, we really looked at you know where we were at a team and what we thought our goals were. And, you know, last year our goals were, you know, to have media outreach and fan interaction and mm -hmm. stuff like that. And that's why we targeted, you know, certain guys. And Kyle, Alex, and Adam both bring something special to the table um, in their, you know, own uh, re, re, re uh, guards. Um, so I think, you know, for us um, as a 
private team that's still trying to grow, we have to look at a bigger picture okay. uh, rather than just getting first. Obviously, that's our goal at the end of the day, but um, we have to do certain things to get there, right? Yeah. And, you know, some of those things are, you know, fan interaction, outreach, what we can do with the sponsors and stuff like that. And, um, you know, we had a good time doing it, too, so that, uh, that uh, kind of makes it fun. Yeah, and you had some really good finishes, I feel like. I mean, Chiz was 17th overall, A-Ray 19th. Uh, you know, Adam fell yep. short of the goal that he expected of himself. And, yeah, I mean, that happens yep. sometimes. Uh, this year, you had a new stress, I would think, going in with Suzuki kind of coming on a little bit late. I think you guys were probably waiting to find out what was going on, and I had to, that probably made it difficult to get your team together. Um, honestly, I think that was all way overblown. Okay. Um, we knew we were with Suzuki, um, after Supercross. Oh, good, good. Um, yeah, we already, yeah, that was way overblown. Um, we already had our parts allowance, our bikes and everything lined up, what we were doing with them way before. Um, so I think, you know, as it happens with this industry, one guy talks and the other guys <laughs> blow it up to make it seem a little bit worse. And I, I, I don't think it was near as bad as people are saying. So good. Yeah. We're That's lined good. up with them for this year and uh, for the future. So we're pretty pumped on that. We'll talk about bringing a, a guy, a veteran, uh, you know, similar yeah. to Chiz, but uh, actually who finished ninth overall last yeah. year, Kyle Cunningham, one of my buddies. Um, I'm, I'm happy for him. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Kyle was with us the first year we started the team and, um, Man, um, they quickly became into not only a rider, but one of my friends, too, and, you know, a, a family friend as well. And, um, you know, last year we actually offered Kyle a ride. You know, we wanted to keep um, him over, and it didn't really work out. He got what he thought was a really, really good deal um, from a race team that didn't end up happening, which I totally understand him wanting to chase that and, mm-hmm. you know, make as much money as he can. So that's that's uh, that's pretty reasonable. So, um, actually, to be honest with you, this year we we probably, at the very beginning, we weren't going to sign Kyle just because we wanted to keep um, our guys together, and that didn't really work out. And the first call I made was to Cunningham. Okay. Um, So, we were pretty pumped on that. Um, Kyle absolutely works his ass off. He's a pro. Um, the The one thing that he brings is, He's a ske- he has a schedule and he does it no matter what. If he has the test from eight to four, he's gonna and there's only an hour of daylight left. He's gonna put in two twenties <laughs> in that daylight if that's what he has programmed in. So it's absolutely incredible what that guy does, and I think he brings everybody up a level. So we're so excited to have Kyle back and uh, see what he can do. You know, um, as this team's grown and stuff, you know, sell the bikes and everything with it. So we hope that we have a better platform for him to go and get better, better re 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 results out there. Yeah, absolutely. And talk about the, uh, the idea to bring over Max Anstey. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of riders, you know, here that were probably looking for rides. You guys, you know, whether it be at the time, Davalos, Ben LeMay, you know, Cunningham at the time, um, you know, why Max Ansey? What was that decision made? Why was that decision made? Um, funny story about Max is this. We've, we've actually been talking since Monster Cup two years ago. Oh, wow. So, um, yeah, this was a long process, and that was someone that we coveted for a long time. So um, 
if you were around us, you know, the core group of guys, you probably knew that this was something that was probably coming. Okay. Or could potentially happen, but, and you know, unless you were outside of the team, you probably didn't know it. Uh, Max is an absolute badass. Um, I'm super excited. Without saying too much, <laughs> I'm very excited for people to see how fast he actually is. Yeah. Um, he, he is an incredible talent. So, um, and I think, you know, looking to the future of the team and I know what our goals are and where we're going. Um, I think he's him and Cunningham and Adam are all guys that are going to help bring us to that next level. So we're super happy with the max signing and um, just his talent level and stuff um, is really just been good to work with. Well, that's great. Um, I've heard, you know, uh, this is obviously I get, <laughs> I have to admit, I get a lot of my info from Steve listening to pulp and um, I understand that max has an outdoor uh, deal with you guys this year. Is that right? Yes, uh, the whole year. Yeah, yep. Um, any chance? I asked Cunningham this, and he didn't know. Any chance that maybe Cunningham can get a deal like that too? You think you might take him outdoors? Yeah, I think it's a really good chance. Oh, good, good, man. I, Cunningham, like you said already, he's just he's such a beast, man. And for you know, being a quote unquote vet, I mean, he's still a young guy compared to me, anyway. Uh, the guy's got so many skills, yep. and there were some nights last year where. Cunningham, if he had just gotten a better start, there's no telling what that guy would have done. So, you know, that's super cross. Of course, I was asking about outdoors, but I I think that's really great that you guys are going to go outdoors because, man, outdoors, there's not a lot of money uh, on the table for these guys, and having the support of a team is probably um, just massively important. Yeah, um, we are are a little scared of it. (laughs) I bet. Not going to lie. Yeah. It's a a, uh, big jump. And it's a lot to do. Um, so we probably wouldn't have made the jump if we didn't think we were ready or we could handle it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, our, with that, had guys that we want to go out and compete with too. So having Max and, you know, potentially Kyle as well, we're, we guys that, they're guys that we expect to be in the top 10, right? Yeah. So I, I think if we're racing for 25th place, we're not going to be too pumped about it. But sure. if we're racing for really good finishes, then that's something that we want to invest in as a team. So having Max, having Kyle, it made sense to be there. Um, so that's kind of why we made that step. Um, little nervous, but I think <laughs> we'll have it planned out. Yeah, I can see that. Um, how about you, man? As Personally, do you miss uh, lining up? Um, man, I, it's kind of a tough thing to say because I think people might take it the wrong way, but, um, no, I don't really. Okay. Um, I haven't ridden for almost two years now. Wow. Um, yeah, so I don't really get, uh, I don't get a feeling to do it. You know, I'm around it every day and I don't feel like I want to jump on a dirt bike, so. Man, I don't understand um, that. I, yeah, uh, man. When I when I was done, I was I was kind of done. Uh, I rode a little bit and kind of developed the bike for last year, mm-hmm. and uh, I did that like the month after my last national at Glen Helen, and I didn't have that good of a time because <laughs> I was kind of done riding, and okay. still I'd go out to the practice tracks, and everybody would still you know jump in behind you or do certain things, which is fine. They're trying to get better, but at that point, I was like, man, just let me 
do three laps and leave me the hell alone. So uh, yeah. <laughs> that kind of sucked a little joy out of it for me. So, but I, I, I mean, if I went to go like trail ride or something like that, I'm sure I'd have a fun time. Yeah, I guess for somebody like myself, you know, I, I can't really relate because I didn't do it day in and day out and for a career and. You know, like I get to ride once or twice a month, you know, mm-hmm. and right now I'm healing up from mm-hmm. this injury. So I'm off the bike and maybe be going to be off the bike mm-hmm. for quite a while. And it's like, it's killing me. But I guess, you know, you see it from some of you guys, you know, RV won the step away for a while. Dungey won the step away for a while. It, it probably is a mm-hmm. little bit much when it's at that level. Yeah, yeah. I think, um, I mean, obviously I'm not at the level that those guys were, you know. Well, you still so, did it as often, me, though. Well, right. Well, right. But, um, you know, for me, I, uh, man, it's weird, but I gave it kind of my last national I'm going to hell and I was really, uh, out of shape and probably I, I was just doing it cause we started did the team and I kind of, you know, it was kind of hard, you know, running a team and doing that. And I mm-hmm. kind of lost a little bit of luster and a little bit of drive there, but my last national I'm going to hell and I absolutely hate the damn place. <laughs> and, um, so I gave it my all the last moto and still came out with a top 20, which, you know, uh, I felt like after that, that I kind of, um, accomplished something and gave it my all. And yeah, I felt good, you know, not, not caring to ride now. I felt like I, you know, kind of, all right, there it was, there was the rest of it. You know, I can still top 20 being out of shape, you know, not riding a lot and stuff like that. So I felt, I felt okay stepping away after that. If if I would have got my ass kicked in DNF, I probably would have been at Thunder Valley the next Oh, week, there you but, go. Right on. Uh, I like that. Yeah. 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 Um, talk about the team sponsors. You know, Thor came on board last year. You guys got Parts Unlimited. Um, you know, as the team progresses, having long uh, sponsors that are going to stay long-term are obviously very beneficial. Um, what's that partnership been like? Uh, it's been good. Um, being with Hilton, James and Jim, uh, Andy, everybody over at Thor, um, we're actually partnering with them with a few more things. That's uh, going to be pretty cool. And I think people will see that at um, A1. Mm-hmm. Um, so they got some cool things in the pipeline. We're super pumped to be with them. Um, we're going on our second year with them, and we hope to, you know, make it 10. Um, <laughs> it's a company, you know, Thor, Thor, like for me, when I was little growing up, like all the cool kids had Thor gear. Okay. Right? Yeah. Like if yeah. you were fast and stuff, like – you had like the Pashana Thor gear or like the, <laughs> there was like this like jean pants Thor gear. Like they had I that. I remember that, yeah. So like, yeah. So like even when I started the team, the first company that I reached out to, well, first company I reached out to was Fly and then to Thor and then to Andy at, um, at, um, at XR. Yeah. And that's who we signed with that year. But always in the back of my mind, I wanted to be Thor and parts. I just felt like, uh, man, they just bring something to the table. Um, in terms of, you know, a team standpoint, uh, they're with Cooper, they're with Marvin, they're just, they're just a really good brand. And, uh, it was a big deal for us to sign with them last year. So I don't see us going anywhere soon. Um, with that, obviously we're with Mayhem Wheels for our third year now. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a huge, big part of it. And then, uh, Redline Oil, um, they, we do, you know, all like the oil testing and stuff like that. We develop new products. This is our second year with them and we're re-upping for, uh, a couple more years. So those are pretty big brands for us right now, as well as, um, we have one more that we should, um, a announce next week. That'll be a pretty big thing, uh, to everybody that hears it. So, 
uh, we got to keep that on, under wraps right now, but um, the future looks good and we're pretty happy with it. Oh, fantastic. Um, so team manager yeah. now three team owner, team manager, three years now, right? It's been three years. Am I right? This is, yep. yeah. Okay. So what has surprised you in the last three years that you maybe weren't prepared for? And what's the best thing about being a team owner? Fuck. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I see my language. No, that's cool. Uh, man, that's a tough question. Um, what has surprised me? I think what has surprised me the most is how much travel costs. Yeah. Holy hell. It is so expensive. And the difference between flying out of Ontario and Los Angeles to people is just insane. Um, so I think the travel costs and stuff is a little is a little eye-opening at first. But yeah. um, as long as you budget good and you get things in the proper time frame and stuff, you can make it work. Um, I think the most rewarding part is just, um, you know, when you achieve new re re ties. you know, that's, that's the main thing. Um, last year, kind of a lot of it, you know, I took pride in how our fans engaged with Kyle, Alex and Adam. I think it was pretty cool to be a private team mm-hmm. and I felt like at times we had the longest lines in the pit. Yeah, and that was pretty special. You know, we'd be parked next to factory teams, and <laughs> we'd have a huge line, and we'd have it rocking. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, yeah. That's pretty cool to know that people, you know, are are invested in what you're doing and want to come over. And I think that's so awesome. And, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, that's that's a big uh, sense of pride. Yeah, I, I've talked to Alex and uh, and Chiz about that. So I, I probably overstayed my welcome a few rounds because I just always wanted to be at that truck. I mean, being the, the Chiz fan that I am and then the, just how funny and, you know, I, I, obnoxious is the word that comes along, but it's just the, the, it, the way Adam and Alex are, they're just, it's, it's impossible not to just laugh when you're around those guys. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think our, yeah, go ahead. I always say, I'm sure this year, you know, Cunningham's a little bit more quiet. He's probably like the Chiz this year. Um, I don't know Max at all. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I'm sure that the team, it's still going to be just just you. You're a fun guy, man. So right. I, I'm sure the team's going to be just as much of a, a place to hang out. Um, yeah, I think I think the vibe's definitely different. Yeah. Um, I think we're definitely more focused. Adam always brings the, uh, the fun to it. You know, <laughs> he, he's always a little loose. But, yeah. you know, we need that. Kyle, as you know, I mean, super funny. He talks a ton of crap. Yes, um, he is quiet, but he will he will let you have it. So he's he's a uh, pretty funny too. Max is super focused. Uh, he's a he's a he's a he, he's a pro. So and it's pretty funny because uh, he talks a little different. You know, it's still you know we still know know what he's saying, but you know he uses a little different words and stuff. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. So sure. It's, so it's kind of funny there, but um, I think the team vibes definitely a little bit more locked in. Um. Yeah. So I mean, it's kind of feel a little different, but that's okay. We need to take the next step, and yep. uh, you sure. know, we're we're uh, ready for it. Absolutely, I'm looking forward to a one. I don't think I'm going to make as many races this year, but I will be at Anaheim, so I'm going to come by there. Um, you were mentioning Perfect. travel a minute ago, and I want to ask. I don't know. Do you guys fly Southwest? We do. Okay. We do sometimes. I actually like Southwest. Other people don't. I love Southwest. Well, so. The reason I ask uh, is that's typically how oh, that's how I always fly. 
Um, and this year, mm-hmm. the flights seem to be double or triple the cost of what they were the last two years. Have you noticed that at all? Or do you even deal with that personally? Um, I've been finding them. I've been finding them cheaper. Um, huh. So um, I don't. Well, I, I I will tell you I haven't looked for Southwest flights yet. Okay. So, um, but mine have generally been cheaper. Um, but Southwest is weird. Like some of them will be way expensive and yeah. some will be dirt cheap. So you got to be give or take with them. I don't fly them every weekend just because they're either way up or way down. Gotcha. So gotcha. I well, that's the only way I've ever flown. And I did six rounds last year, plus some nationals and mm-hmm. same the year before. And typically I get that, uh, want to get away flight price, right? Which is like $98 right around there each way. So a couple hundred bucks for me to fly round trip. And this year, every, I checked Every single round this year, and they were all two fifty to four fifty, one way. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, mm-hmm. that's going to take a major cut into my budget. But I was wondering how that was, you know, going with the team like yourself. If you just noticed it across the board, or but maybe I need to check some other airlines. Yeah. So we so we budget about four hundred bucks um, a week for staff travel just for flights. So, yeah. So like per staff, so that's sure. If we're finding them under four hundred, we're we're already winning. So right on. Um, that's generally where we're at. Well, Dustin, man, I uh, as busy as this time of year is for you, it means a lot that you take some time for us. Uh, you know, we're we're not one of the huge shows, but you always are very accommodating, and it means a lot. And I look forward to seeing you guys in a couple of weeks. Yep, sounds good. Thanks for having me, uh, Dark Side, and we'll uh, we'll see you at Anaheim. Okay, Dustin, be safe, man. Take care. All right. All right. Yes. Thank Thanks. you. Bye. All right. Bye. All right. Dustin Pipes, Hep Motorsports. Um, you know the one of the main Suzuki teams in the the paddock. Obviously, you got JGR, but uh, Hep is flying the Suzuki flag, RM Army. Um, and I am really, really looking forward to seeing how Max does. I don't know. I've never met Max, so I don't know the guy. And um, you know, obviously Cunningham is going to be very consistent. And Adam, you know, we're really hoping Adam makes some more night shows. And, uh, you know, we, we don't want him to have to go after that privateer fun that Steve's given away. We want to see Adam make the night show and get the 722 up in there. Um, I think that's a wrap for episode 145. I will get this thing edited in between trying to get to the Rise of Skywalker movie and look for episode 145.5 probably within a day or two of this. I'll get that up also. Thanks to all our sponsors. Thanks to our listeners. Patreon.com. Give us some support. Go to the MotoXPodShow.com. Check out the website. Pump those numbers up a little bit. Uh, we love you guys for listening to us. And we'll, uh, we'll talk to you guys in a couple weeks. Thanks. Bye.